So Emma, we had some time with Mungo and now I'd love to have a bit of time to share with you. So now you do all these incredible characters. Now we talked about Marina and I just couldn't help myself because <laughs> she's wonderful. So tell me a bit about how you come up with these characters and, and some of the ones that you actually do that yeah. are so much fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, how do I come up with them? Um, I just, <laughs> I just come up with them. I don't know. I, I steal from people, I guess, just through observing people. So, you know, I hear someone talk and I think, oh, I'll remember that intonation or a little behavioral thing that someone might do. And I think I'll store that away. I've, I've got a big filing cabinet in my head where I store <laughs> yes. bits of creative inspiration from people. So, yes. and then, um, so, you know, I've got lots of things floating around that I might pull pull from for a character, I guess. Um, <clears throat> but they were just... Those, those characters that you're talking about um, were really just uh, an exercise for me to keep creative in between, you know, paid gigs, really. Yeah. Um, just to keep doing stuff and expand my... Uh, what's the word? My range, I guess. Sure. To sort of demonstrate a bit of range. Um, so... Yeah, and and the ideas for the the scenes themselves are just topics that I'm interested in myself, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm, well, one of the characters is a teenager, and I have two children, and my <laughs> oldest daughter's only eight, so she's not a teenager yet. But she came home one day and and said um, something to the effect of, um, "What did she say?" But it, it just inspired this. You know, suddenly I just had this image of this teenage Californian <laughs> teenage girl and and uh, she just came out of that so and that was just a random thing that my eight-year-old said that sounded very you know, yeah. very much older than she is and I thought oh yeah. that's a good idea so yeah I just pull from lots of little things that I hear or that I see and I think oh, I'll make that into a person one day and yeah, yeah that's how they come about so can you just bring it up like as an example, like, is that easy for you to get into, or do you... You mean the voice, yeah. or... Yeah, or um, the character itself? No, uh, you mean just sort of... Yeah, I, I guess so. Just spontaneous, yeah. event, or if somebody asked you to do yeah. an example. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not someone who can do voices just willy-nilly. You have to be. I wish I was gifted, like like that but um I, w I have to work on it I have to work on it I can do yeah. sort of an American accent I guess fairly easily but anything that's more specific I have to from a specific region um you know I have to I have to work on yeah well yeah. there are different ones absolutely yeah because I I find the southern accent easier for me yep no offense to all the southerners yeah. down there um but I just I think I remember being in Texas and on the Gulf of Mexico, and you know, the first wake-up call was, "Yeah, oh, good morning, y'all. It's all time, and your breakfast is ready. <laughs> so, anytime you want to come downstairs, you just give us a holler." And I'm just like, and so all day, I yep. just kept yep. mimicking the accent. Yep. I was just a teenager, and my parents just were rolling their eyes, and they'd yep. like, "Just be yourself." Yeah. <laughs> Yes. But it's fun. It I like this, you know. Yeah. I probably do spend so. a bit of time once I'm working if I'm working out a character yeah. that that does require an accent, I will spend a lot of time walking around the house, house. working on it. Um yeah. but I'm not someone who can just turn it on quickly um naturally. Like I do have to study it and work on it and, and isolate s specific sounds that are unique to mm. that part of the world and work on them because it's it's retraining your the muscle memory inside your mouth yes. <clears throat> the way yeah. you form sounds so mm. um, I do have to work on it some people have a great ear naturally and uh, I, I guess I have a bit of an ear to be able to do it at all but um, sure. some people can naturally as you can very well oh, I don't know I've been practicing well. a long time um, but no I have to work on it um, I have to spend a bit of time walking yeah. around in their skin working it out I guess yeah, yeah. Mm. well because I understand that you know even to get work over and Los Angeles or anywhere in the States, um, that there are very specific uh, American accents. I guess, like you yes. said, the different regions, like a Chicago accent yes. or like I used to like sort of practicing 
you know, like from maybe from the Bronx and I'm probably getting it all wrong, but you know, I, I watch a lot of actors yeah. and their mannerisms and the way the intonations, as you yes. say, and yeah. reflections mm. in their voice mm. and stuff. So, hey, you know, it's mm. from, from the Bronx. Yeah. And, no, I'm not doing it now. But yeah. it, you do have to focus and then stay in character. Yes. Because uh, it's very easy to slip out of. So, yes. yes, definitely. You know, but yeah. you, you certainly do some great ones. And, oh, of course, Marina from Bulgaria. From Bel Bulgaria, yes. And, and I've done someone from a, a male character who was from Brooklyn. Um, oh, from New York. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my kind of people, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I love it. Love it. It's great. I, can, I don't even know learn, if I'm doing it you right. Do, uh, when, you, when you do sort of actor training, you do learn a standard American accent, which okay. is sort of a, a, a generic um, um, accent that even American actors are trained in, um, oh, okay. I, I believe, yes, to, to eliminate your, your own oh, regional yes. dialect, depending on where you're, you're from, um, so that American accent in a lot of films um, is a standard American accent, okay. um, Yeah, which is trained. It's like a received pronunciation British is like a standard sort of British accent, London type accent yes. um, that's, yeah. that's is, you're trained in. Do you do um, any of those two? Um, well, the the British economist that I did was was yes, supposed to be from correct. London, sort of RP <laughs> accent, but I, I don't know how well I pulled it off. It's, it's oh, fun, I, really. I yeah. thought it was just lovely, darling. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Thank yes, you. and you were quite precise yes. in your detail. Yes, because I, I grew up watching a lot of movies. You yes, say. and <laughs> I, I love Harry Potter. Yes. And, things like that yes. you know and yeah. Mr Bean yeah. and all those yeah. fun and the young ones yes. and all those ones that <clears throat> um and of course being born in the year of the monkey I tend to mimic everything yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and I used to imitate my mum's friends yeah. sorry ladies oh that's great um but I just started doing it since I was a kid yeah. and yeah. um I guess that kind of sticks with me yeah and, but you're actually Welsh and Scottish, and so uh, do you do any? Have you tried a character no, I that yet? No, I have not, and I actually find um, different um, accents from regional accents in England and, and parts of the British Isles quite difficult to do. To be honest okay. with you, mm. you'd think that with my heritage being that from that part of the world yes. that I'd be able to do it, but um. I certainly can't do it by ear. I would, it would take a lot of work, I think. Yeah. But I'd love to. You know, if the opportunity came along, I would definitely do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember learning a phrase for the Scottish accent. We love Billy Connolly and all yeah. those folk. But I was told, it's a brie, brit, moonlit, knit, knit, it? <laughs> <laughs> and I always think of that one to help me with certain phrases yes. to get me into the mood. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Or, Oh, I love an Irish accent, yes. and every time I talk to somebody, you know, that's um, like a, a call centre that rings, and it's like, oh, yes, I'm from Ireland. Oh, I'm <laughs> here in Mrs. Doubtfire now. <laughs> yes, dear. Um, but the, the Irish accent's just so beautiful, mm, and yeah. the, the old Gaelic language yes, is amazing, yes, too. Yes. There's very few people who mm. can uh, say that, but there was a chap that was teaching it, I think, at the university there, the really old Gaelic language, yes. which is just amazing. Yes. So yeah. I guess I've always been fascinated yes. with accents yes. too. Yeah. Um, and and Welsh is sounds. very um, a oh, very yes. complex language and difficult to, you know. It is. Mm. So Ian mm. uh, Gr Griffith, Griffith from Harrow, yeah. the series Harrow. Yes, yes. he's Welsh. He's Welsh, yes, he and is. And you can yeah. hear him speaking. Yes. And they speak quite quickly. Quickly, yes. Yes, like the Dutch too. Mm. I have a Dutch ankle. Yeah. And I'd be like, <clears throat> what did he do? I'm sorry, what did he say? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I'm just a Canadian, so, you know, <laughs> we're a little slow to pick it. No, I'm sorry, we're not. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've just always been fascinated with yeah. different cultures and things yeah, like definitely. that. So... Yeah, so anyway, I'll keep working on it. But to stay in character, I mean, how do you find that for yourself when you're playing these different characters or mm. when you're playing a role in a yep. film, like the wonderful villain you played? Yeah, yeah. And yep. you, you did you. an accent yep. in Australians. Yep. Aliens. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> aliens. Well, she was an alien, so you're given a bit of poetic license to play an alien however yes, you, <laughs> you want so that's what I chose to do for her yeah. but staying in character um, 
I suppose the, the makeup and the wardrobe. Yeah, you know, that you've heard the old. Focus? A lot of actors, once you put the shoes on, it really helps the way you walk. And I think, yeah, the costume and all of that. Persona. All the adornments that come in help help with the work you've been doing from the inside out. And then yep. the costume and everything that comes in from the outside in just adds that extra layer. Yeah. But really, it's just focus, I think. It's just maintaining your headspace in the character's headspace. Yeah. Um, and being able to maintain that focus keeps you there. Yeah. But that takes a lot of energy. It, it especially would. if you're doing something that's quite heavy. If you're having to be in a, in a dark place, with the characters in a dark place, that mm. can take a lot of energy and a lot of emotional energy to do that kind of character. So yeah. it depends on what it is. Because it's not really you, is it? No. So no. you have to... Oh, must take a lot of energy yeah, to maintain yes. and stay in that yes. mode of thinking. Yes. And, and also to be able to block out the, the practicality of all the film crew standing around and yes. the lights and every time they have to stop to refocus or check the sound or whatever it is, you know, you have to be able to maintain your focus through that and through yeah. those distractions and not allow them to distract you to the point where you're totally removed from it and... Wow, mm. and so how long have you been an actor now? Ah, uh, ooh, professionally about twenty years. Wow, <laughs> I guess. Oh gosh, that makes me sound old, but yeah, about twenty years. Wow. Yeah. Well, such experience though that yeah. you had. Yeah, I love I mean, it. That's amazing. Yes, and mm. I think you have to love it. Well, yes, it, it seems like so much fun too. Yes, yes. Because I'd love to do <clears throat> a lot more, but obviously, now I'm I'm learning about set. Etiquette. Etiquette yeah. and discipline yes. at the moment yes. to prepare for being on set. Yeah. Um, and it is its own discipline, um, technically. I mean, it's all acting, but to do it for film is quite different to doing it for theatre. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more internalised and there's a lot more that can be seen when you're in a big close-up yes. through your eyes. So you have to make sure you're really engaged and your thought processes are engaged because... Uh, mm. You, you can very quickly be seen through. You yes. know, you can see when there's the truth isn't there in a big close-up on a yeah. big, you know, cinema screen. So, so amazing. Yeah. Like actors, you've no idea what goes in behind those <laughs> scenes and all the work and experience is, yeah, and talent that's a lot of work, needed yeah. to be able to have that come across and engage that ov- audience and have yeah. them so invested in, in the story. That's and a gift. The, it's the empathy, I think, that uh, that's what keeps me coming back. It's the empathy that you need to feel as an actor for the person that you're playing. But also, I think the ultimate goal is for the audience to experience that kind of... I mean, that's why I do it, is to bring audiences to a story and for them to get just a little bit more of an understanding of what it's like to be someone else, to yeah. perceive the world through someone else's viewpoint. Sure. And thereby kind of foster a little bit of bit more empathy, I guess. Even yeah. if you haven't experienced that yourself directly, that's what the magic of storytelling is, I guess. It enables yes. people who haven't experienced something directly to experience it, um, you know, viscerally and um, uh, voyeuristically by watching it. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. Where you can just sit back and not have to be <clears throat> in it, yeah. but you're you're part of it you yeah. become part of it yeah because you've actually brought that yeah. into your being by wanting to find out about that character yeah. or, or that story yeah one of my favorite recent movies was the one about um mrs jackson that helped with the nasa yes. apollo 13 yes. i have not seen it but i've oh, heard about it brilliant yes. really yes. well made and what amazing women Yep. You know, so it yep. certainly is a time of change where women are coming more forward. Yes. And so do you, do you encourage that with your children? Yes. Yes, definitely. Yes. And now that I've had children, both of whom are girls, mm-hmm. uh, I do feel a responsibility to introduce them to a world where they see themselves on screen or they see girls and women and female characters on screen. Mm-hmm. Um my six-year-old, actually, interestingly, you should mention that, said to me the other day, uh, we were talking about storybooks, and she said, oh, mummy, there's, why aren't there very many female, girl characters? I think that's the word mm. she used, girl characters. So even at that age, she's recognising that 
you know, there's not as many stories that are female-centric mm. or, um, or where the female characters are presented as more than simply wives or girlfriends or, you know. Yes. Yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with those roles that women, you know, that, but, you know, we're more complex than just those, you know, Absolutely. just those representations. So mm. definitely, and I definitely would love, you know, I, I, I've played more characters who are, who are, who have other interests other than just their families, even yes. though that's a massive part of women's mm. lives, of course, if you have a family, yeah. but um, we do more than that. So yes, it's nice to be able to represent that and see that on screen and for my kids to see that as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. You know, and they're proud of what you do and, you yep. know, and they're interested maybe in going into this. Oh, probably. I don't know. They're still very young. They're very young and, and you know, whatever <laughs> whatever floats their boat, I guess, by the time they, they start yeah. having to work those things out. But they, it's in their genes, no doubt. Yes, <laughs> yes. <with> both <clears throat> you and yeah, Mungo. Yeah. And who knows, maybe the young one might be a great writer Yes, well, well, that's what I've said to her. Well, we need to start writing, because at school they're writing stories and I've mm. encouraged them to, well, we need to write stories with you know, uh, where a protagonist, the protagonist is a is a girl. Yeah. And tell them, tell the story from that perspective. That perspective, so, yeah. yeah. And I do endeavour to do that um, further down the track, um, producing things to employ you know a good ratio of women to men. <laughs> yes. I'm waving my you arms know, 50, here. 50 if we can manage it, <laughs> yeah. it's nice. You yeah, know, of behind course. the camera and in front of the camera. Yeah. So because you um, have to have that balance. Yeah, for to, sure. Yeah. Because yeah. we all see things. And work in a very different way <clears throat> yeah. in, in our thinking processes as yes, well as definitely. Um, our ability to task things or yep. multitask and yep. things. And women are pretty good jugglers yep. and, you know, cancel. There's some ad on TV that says what she, yeah. <laughs> you know, when she plays the different roles just in a day, yep. um, which we all can do. Mm. But it's it would be nice to see that and I think that's getting recognized more mm. and more with this generation yeah, as well definitely and, um coming <clears throat> forward more in music and film and definitely TV. and I don't think it has to be done at the expense of men you mm. know yeah I love men yes we do <laughs> um of course but uh it's just sort of balancing up a little bit more I think yeah the energy of you know because men and women both bring something different to the table and yes finding a, the balance of that is good I think yeah, Very and cool. and to see the the different reactions, mm. emotional mm. reactions mm. too, and you know, yeah. it's we live every day with you know men and women in our lives yeah. and male and female children. Yeah. So even yeah. our animals too, yeah. they yeah. all behave very differently. Yeah. So that's interesting. Well, it's that natural state of the universe, the masculine yeah. and the feminine, the balancing of the masculine Healthy and the feminine. And yes, it needs to be rebalanced. Yes, yes, and. Uh, Mother Earth certainly helps to balance things and um, Father Sky, as we say, because yep. uh, there's Grandmother Moon and we say yep. Grandfather Sun. Yep. So, and they're all part of the whole yeah. picture and yep. everybody plays a role and brings that whole story together anyway. Yep. So it's, it's we got to have that balance. Yep. But sometimes it's nice to have the tangent where it might be more focused on maybe a female or maybe a male in, um, character. Depends on the story, story. doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Now, we talked a little bit about you were producing with Matt Kerwin. Yes. Is that yes. how you pronounce it? Yes, Kerwin, yes. Kerwin? Yeah. Um, for Earlstown. Yes. Yes, which you won the award for <laughs> short, best short yeah, film well, for the Screen Queensland. Yeah, it was through the Brisbane International Film Festival and it was the Fantastic. Screen Queensland uh, Short Film Award was yes. the award, yeah. Fantastic. Which very happily, um, hopefully, is enabling us to write the screenplay for the feature-length yes. version because the story does lend itself quite well to being expanded mm. um, into a feature-length uh, story, so that's what we're. That's what Matt's about to embark upon, and then Great. hopefully we'll we'll move towards production with that. Okay, mm. and and so <clears throat> it involves a carer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's your character. Yes, I play um, a, a home care nurse mm -hmm. uh, looking after an elderly man. Um, 
Yes, I don't want to say too much, no, I guess, I because I don't want to yet. risk giving things away because we are um, Still. submitting it to festivals as we sure. speak. But there's okay. a really lovely... There's a couple of twists in it, so it starts... That's how the film begins <laughs> when the film is complete. It's... Uh, uh, quite a few interesting events have transpired and hopefully it's not what you expect I think there's a good twist particularly the end there's a couple of twists that I don't want to give away but the ending has a great twist that you're not expecting have to watch this when it comes out and gets out to the other festivals and let's just say it's very empowering for Earl who's the central character Mm -hmm. um, the the older man he comes out of it quite empowered which is good which is a good uh, message about empowering elderly people too because that's a demographic that Um, can be perceived as being disempowered or certainly, um, you know, can be a little bit invisible in society, I think. So it's nice to shine a light upon that. Um, That's what I was going to say, you know, because that is a lot of work needed with carers and things like that. And our elderly, you know, they have such knowledge and wisdom from living a lifetime that needs to be honoured and respected as well. yes. You know, so it would be really nice to see... Yeah, so we're hoping um, to... Well, we're moving towards uh, producing a longer version of it, whether that manifests as a feature film. or Certainly there's a, lo- a larger story there. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's That's exciting. Sure. It's exciting to uh, be part of it. I'm very grateful to have been invited to be a part of it because yes, it's a good little character too that I get to play in it yes. whose motives are um, complex, mm-hmm. shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds interesting. I don't want to give you too much away, but yeah. yeah. And so the producing part of that mm. was you've mm. produced things before? No, I have not. Your... That was my first effort as a producer. So right. putting it out into the universe that I would like to dabble in producing, really at that stage the, the point of that was to make my own work or to pr- produce work that I could be involved in as an actor. Sure. And, um Earlstown really fell out of the sky that way. Um, Matt approached me as a, a to be an actor in it to play this role first, and then we mm-hmm. we got to talking, and I think it was literally the next day he rang me back and said, "Well, could could you produce it with me?" And I said, "Well, I'd love to. I don't have a lot of experience producing, but you know, twenty years in the film yeah, industry, I, I know enough would, that I yep. we managed to pull it together. So Fantastic. yeah, so now I'm wanting to spend a bit more time producing, um, sure. and I will assist produce this as it progresses." Um, but yeah, just to, you could do have to be a bit of a Jill of all trades. You've yes. got to do a few things because you can't, in Australia, certainly you can't just be an actor. <clears throat> I've learnt the hard long road of <laughs> waiting yeah. for the phone to ring doesn't always happen. <laughs> it's like a relationship, so, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, and I've got another project actually that I, I'm just talking to the creator of that project. She's uh, invited me to come along and help Fantastic. produce that one too, which is more a kid's thing. Yeah. Um, um, but that's actually interestingly that's also set in an aged care facility so there you go. Um, so there's you dealing with your older demographic for that one yes. as well so and the interaction with mm. children too yeah they love yeah when kids get absolutely in there. Yeah. especially around Christmas time yeah. you see those things both my yeah. kids when they went to kindy the kinder the kindy took them for a little day trip to the local um, aged care home yeah. for, and they had a lovely visit with the folks there, and the kids loved it and talked about it. And it, you know, I went along to one of when my youngest girl did that, and I went along to assist wrangling all the kids, and uh, <laughs> she loved it. And I got to, and the 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 the, the folks at, at and in the um in the in the home just loved it as well. Just the energy that kids bring yes. and their innocence and their just the love that they bring. You know, it's yes. lovely. Yeah, I'm no judgments. Them. They're just there in the moment yeah, and having fun, having fun. and oh, they just want to tell you everything. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. it's just. I used to be in childcare a long time ago for a while. Yeah, and the funniest things are said, and those parent-teacher meetings. Yeah, <laughs> the stuff <laughs> that comes out there. Yes, you guys watch some of those yes. reality shows. Yes. That is yes. just hilarious. Yeah, the things kids say is hilarious. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Right from the mouths of the babes. Yeah. Unedited. Unedited. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, and, so this is coming up now. Have you got, you also did another character which I found, well, hilarious. Now, I don't know what sparked that one, if it was your um, financial woman with that one scene. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Diana, you have to watch it. Diana Bank is her name. She's yes. an economist. Um, uh, yeah, that was... I, I, I have a bit of an interest in 
just a passing in casual interest in economics and mm-hmm. the, and the, the monetary system. Um, and I just wanted to use uh, use that as a way of kind of comically, I guess, ex- exposing some of the truths of the financial system that perhaps people aren't aware of. Yes. <laughs> um, but sort of do it in a way, and because I do listen to a lot of stuff, I had enough knowledge that I could write something. But that was all scripted. It wasn't improvised. Mm. None of those characters. They're improvised in, in the way I discover the character. Yeah. But, but the actual scene is scripted, and I've, I've spent a bit of time researching it if yes. it's required and, and scripting it. So she, they're all scripted, and it took me a little bit to write that one mm. just to get the facts correct. Correct, yes. Um, but then trying Evidence to infuse it with a little bit of so. yeah, mm. a little bit of comedy and a little bit of watchability because um, it's yeah. a very dry topic, I guess, for some yes. people who aren't into it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Well, you made it interesting. <laughs> Good, thank and you. And Mungo was your interview- interviewer. Yes. Yes. Yeah, roped him in. Yeah, and then you're developing this other one, which you had on your actor page. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the Miss, brown sludge the brown lady. Sludge lady. Yes. And I just sort of went, oh my goodness. Yes, I'm. In, I'm editing her at the moment. She's um, but she's a bit wacky. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's even more wacky than some of the other ones. So, and she's an info. It's an infomercial that one. So I'm editing okay. that uh, like it's an info infomercial sort of buying this brown sludge product yes <laughs> and that came to me that was just an inspiration where I was I um, was mixing um, volcanic it's called <laughs> volcommon fort is what it's called it's a okay. it's a vol- volcanic ash very high in nutrients and minerals that oh, you can okay. mix into your drink right. <laughs> mix into your glass of water or your yes. juice and I was drinking that just for my own health for a little while and when you mix it I mix it with orange juice to drink it. It looks like oh mud. It's brown. It's brown sludge. <laughs> and it t- just tastes and like orange juice. It has no flavour. No flavour okay. in it. But um, full of Very vitamins. And so I mix it with orange juice and it just tastes like orange juice. But it just looks disgusting. <laughs> and uh, I just had this idea for this crazy woman selling this brown sludge. And, you oh, know, I can't what, wait what to see that. Do? Yeah, so it's so, obviously a bit of a comedy as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. They're all, yeah, these are all I, I love drama as well, but these yeah. are just silly, a bit of silliness just to get this character that comes into my consciousness and yes. <laughs> get it out, get her out, <laughs> write it down and film it. Yeah, so that was... Yeah, silly, silly. and it's fun. We need that light, yeah. lightness in our day yes, too. Yes, yeah. Because the best healing gift is laughter. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. It certainly shifts your mood. And, yeah. And there's nothing like a great belly laugh and things. I think so. And I think you have more leverage with anything that's remotely comical to play quite extreme characters. And I, and I was going through a period where I just wanted to stretch my range and yeah. sort of have some fun, you know, delve into some characters that were a bit out there. So yeah. <laughs> all of those characters came through a period of, because I think I shot them all over about a year. This brown sludge lady's taken longer. Mm. Um, but... Um, yeah, well, I just went through a period of just wanting to make my own stuff and yeah. and get out what was inside of me. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think we have to do that at the moment too is yeah. create our own body of work really yes. with at least things are opening up now a yes. bit more for yeah. the film industry, which yeah. is great to see, and, yeah. and the music industry. But it's it keeps very you, difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps you in character, I suppose, mm. and keeps you in practice. Yes. Yes. Of acting yes. And, and things it's like that. It's the practice, practice, really. Yeah. Excuse me, because, you know, you, if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> yes. Well, same with singing, yeah. too. Mm. You know, you know, this You go rusty. Change. You can feel, you know, so it's just a good workout. Yeah. And it, work and on. fun. Yeah. So, and you're with uh, BMEG. Yes. Which that's right. BMEG. Is an yep. Agency. Yep. So, What's the benefit, like, for people who want to get into acting, what would you have to do really to get yourself prepared to be with an agent mm-hmm. so you are getting either yep. extra work or yep. eventually, hopefully, some roles? Yes, yep. Well, I, as we talked about earlier, everybody starts out as an extra pretty much. That's part yep. of the rite of passage. You sort of got to do your, do your dues as, um, as background. Um, but then, look, I, I would say in order to progress from that because you don't really need that much training to do background work no. um, a little bit of technical training helps but um once you're sort of once you've done that for a little while and you're ready to move on to sort of auditioning for for larger stuff and stuff where there's dialogue you you just need training is what i would sure. say sure there's mm. a certain 
amount of natural ability, but um, I really am a big advocate for proper training. training yes. Because right, yeah. uh, uh, it is very technical and it costs the cost of production a lot of money. Yes. If you can't hit a mark, if you can't stand on a mark and be able to walk from there, from A to B and hit a mark so that you're in focus mm. and so that you can be heard and seen and, you, you know, if you don't know how to cheat your eye line a little bit or... You know, there's all these little technical things. Someone with no training won't have any idea, won't even know what a mark is. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's there's all of that stuff so that you're saving the production money by sure. just being able to be in blooming well in focus. Yeah. But then there's all the, the psychological training that you need to go through to understand how to break down a character, how to break down their behaviour. Mm. Um, the, the method that I studied, I studied with a lady called Lynn Kidd who ran the Actors' yes. Workshop. And her technique um, is based on Stella Adler, which some of your American um, listeners will know uh, if they're in, interested in acting, because mm. she was a very well-known um, trainer of mm. actors and her um, technique. So the technique that I'm trained in is based on her, some of her work, um, which is about breaking down the, the, the psychological uh, process that pe- mm. everybody has. And that's why I'm so interested in people, you know, why... What makes someone do that? What what's driving them? What's motivating mm, them? Yes. What's their reasoning behind that? What's their emotional state behind that behavior? Mm. What's their physical? What are their actions in that moment? Why are they choosing to do to, to take certain actions moment to moment? And how is that all connected? What's their thought process? What you know, all this stuff that you have to uh, break down at a mm. script level and then be able to build back up to create a three dimensional, wow. truthful person. Yeah. Yeah, who's different from you? Who might make a different choice in that moment to you, but you're not yes. playing you. You're playing someone else. So, yes. Um, yeah, there's well, all that work, which you know takes work, takes training skill. and practice and skill yes. to to a know how to do and understand intellectually, but then b being able to actually put what you understand intellectually into your body, yeah, into into the physical reality because mm. you, you can understand something with your brain but if you can't connect that with your heart and then express it through your body then it's, feel it, yeah. yeah it doesn't work so no. you've got to learn how to notice combine you know the emotional truth and the intellectual truth and then you know the the, the actual physical truth of you know all those things together create mm. a three-dimensional yeah. character so, yeah wow yeah. So lots of experience and practice. So yeah. it's not that easy, folks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Learning the lines is the easy bit. I yeah. often have people say to me, "Well, how do you remember the dialogue? That must be so hard." It's like, well, I guess mechanically it can be a bit difficult sometimes. But at the end of the day, that's the easy part. Learning yeah. the lines is the easy part. It's yes. all the rest that's the challenge. <laughs> yes, and with the exercise I did the other day, uh, repeating it back. Yep. Was if. Like Mungo said, and you were saying, yeah. if you've got a lot going on around you and the director says, no, I need you to change this and do this, yep. and then you're interacting with somebody else, yep. you have to just know your lines so well yeah. Yeah. that you can just yeah. get straight into it By the it time again. you're on set, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be even thinking about your lines. No. They should be second nature. Second nature. So that by the time you're on set, you can just worry about, okay, there's the mark, I've got to hit that, then I've got to walk here, block it out, you know, with the director and the rest of the actors and the, the DOP or, you know, mm. whomever is helping with the block through. And you sh- the lines should be so much a part of you by then that they are second nature, that they should just come out sounding like it's the first time you've said it. You know, mm. you should know it that well. Yeah. But to know it that well, you have to know it that well. You know, you have to learn it That's and right. have done all that work ahead of time. Mm. Yeah, because when you're engaging with somebody else, I mean, just naturally in a conversation, yeah. you respond a certain yeah. way to... So you really have to listen as well. You have well. to be listening, yeah. Yeah, you have to have done all the work learning the line so that you can truly just be there in the moment, listening and mm. reacting moment to moment. Yeah. yeah. As that character. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's such a skill and a talent. You know, my goodness, you know, you guys are just amazing. Oh, and you. with the agent, what is it they require mm. if you want to sign up with them? Right. Do you have so, to have reels? Or? Yeah, I guess um, from that perspective. So training is, is the first thing I would recommend people do, some, some kind of training. Um, and then you need, um, you need to get a headshot, which mm-hmm. is basically your photograph, your calling card, 
Um, and that's the main thing that the agent will use to sell you. Is mm -hmm. That's the first thing the casting director will see or they'll choose you for an, for, for an audition or a casting based on that headshot. Yeah, and your physical. And unfortunately, that, that is the first thing. They don't look at your experience primarily. They look mm. at how you look. Do you fit the character brief yes. yeah. physically? Unfortunately, that is, that is the way it is. And then they'll... Um, after, so you need a headshot. Then they might want to look at your experience, and that's where you'll need training, so that when you get to set, you might look right, but can you actually come up with the goods? So, yes. Um, yeah. And then you a show reel is also, um, or a, in the states, I believe it's called a demo reel. Demo. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that used to be, uh, it used to have to be clips from your work, so actual work that you had done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you would cut together and cut a like a little two-minute reel yeah. um, but that's evolving a little bit um, and so now um, some people especially people who don't have a lot of experience um, yeah. who don't have a lot of work to cut a reel from they'll need to make their own work so self -taping. so they'll film something yeah. themselves just to be able to demonstrate what they can do if they mm -hmm. haven't been given the opportunity to actually do it yet so a lot of people will just shoot a little scene um, and cut like a little sizzle reel, it's called, which might only be a 30-second mm -hmm. clip of, of, of themselves. Yeah. But often that's enough, just so the casting dire director can see what you can do mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> um, and can see that you're competent enough to get you in for an audition. So sure. all this is all before you even get a, <laughs> yeah. get a casting. Get a casting, um, yes. So you've got to sort of get your ducks in a row to yeah. be ready for the casting. Yes. And then, yes. so an agent will require a photograph, um, and often a, a demo reel um, and some training of some sort. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they like to see that you're self-motivated and um, that you're out looking for work yourself. Yes. Like an agent will, will source paid work for you, but mm -hmm. often very when you're very new to the business, to um, you need to do a certain amount of unpaid kind of sure. stuff yeah. or student stuff for the experience. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's just the way it is. You do. You need to do a little bit of that, but you've you got to get to a point where you realise your value and mm. and whether it's worth being, you know, well, I'm worth being paid for now. I've done done yes. my dues, I've done my sort of unpaid stuff, I've done my training, mm. um, but and that's up to you to decide when you want to. Because sometimes a lovely script will come in and it'll just be beautiful and there's no money, but you just want to do it because the story's special, and sometimes yeah, that will happen. For sure. Yeah. 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 And plus, I guess, um, for yourself, just to see that you can go the whole nine yards, basically, because it's a big commitment. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot you have to prepare for. Yes, and definitely. Take yeah. quite seriously. Yeah, you know, definitely. Sometimes, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. you do. If this is, it's a life path. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you have to be willing to commit to that. And even if you're doing comedy versus drama, there's still, just, I would say, as just as much work in comedy mm. as prep work as there is in sure. yeah yeah sure. to deliver those lines and at the timing the timing's a big one yeah yes yeah to just at that yeah. right moment or yeah. that expression yeah. and things so yes back to basics <laughs> and the foundation yeah oh well we've run out of a bit of time but oh, it's been lovely having you My on pleasure. the show and i'm looking forward to what comes next in 2021 thank you yes me so too. You're working at on this next project. Yes, well, Earl's yes. Town. Yes, Earl's is, Town. Um, and it's moving forward, so I'll be working on that. Yes, yep. and this new children's one. Yes, so. and the kids one as well. So. Yay. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, All so right. Much. Well, thank you for coming in, My and uh, it was great to catch up with you and Mungo. There was so much knowledge there. <laughs> so, if you want some coaching for actors, it's Mungo's uh, private coaching for actors. Yep. And you can find Emma Randall and Mungo Mackay on their IMDb uh, portfolios uh, if you search that site, as well as their own Facebook pages as an actor and stuff. So, Emma, it's just been delightful. It's always lovely to Thank see you. Thank you, Mary Lou. It's lovely to see you. And too. Um, so, there you go, guys. If you're really interested in this, you've got some great insight here on the show from our beautiful guests, Emma and Mungo. So, Take it all in, enjoy the show, and uh, enjoy your week. And um, yeah, when you're watching TV or a movie, really observe the characters because uh, you'll you'll get to understand when you listen to this 
that they are, you know, that that's what goes behind it. So they're pretty darn good. So it's not just all glam. There's a lot of technique and skill that goes into it. It's very much glam at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. So we'll leave you that, folks. Bye. So everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show with my lovely guest, Emma Randall. But I'd like to now, because we are really on the eve of Christmas, or pretty close to it, when this goes to air. So I wanted to do a special little piece that I wrote on the 20th of December, and I'm going to record this now. So, which is the 21st of December, it is the beginning of the new age of Aquarius where Jupiter and Saturn have conjuncted and it is 800 years or so since that conjunction has taken place. So it really is a new decade, a very new beginning and although it's been difficult it has really made us look at what it is that we want in our lives, particularly with Saturn, the hard taskmaster, which made you look at where you're at and what you wanted to do in the next 10 years of your life. So I'd just like to wish you all great peace and abundant love and joy by finding little things you can do to help shift your mood, things that you know make you happy when things get a little tough or rough, and just try and breathe into it. Sometimes we cannot stop that little runaway train. We can do it early, but not when it's sort of already built up that speed and momentum. So if you can go for a walk, or just do something, play music. Listen to my Santa story that I'm about to read to you. Anything that will lift your spirit up just a little so you feel that little bit better. Go and hug your pet. Go for a walk. Just do something that gets your mind off of that transient thought that keeps propelling forward and slow it down. Now, it might take a day or so, but you can always go to sleep. That usually stops your subconscious mind from kicking, or your conscious mind, from holding on to that thought all the time. But the true spirit of Christmas is really about the precious time that we have to spend with our loved ones. And I think a lot of that preparing for this shift that we are going through, particularly on the solstice, whether it's the winter solstice for the folks across the Great Pond or down under here in Australia where I'm broadcasting also from. But it's a time that we've had to learn to be more creative, look within ourselves, find ways to relax, to spend more time with our families, with people we care about, by getting those things out that we've always wanted to do when we couldn't go anywhere and taking part in, in doing something with that. You know, meditation, relaxation, all those things. We need to keep that creative part of our minds active. It, it helps us later on in age as well with memory and things like that. So, and it keeps you younger in many ways, you know, biologically speaking. So, please just be kind to each other and thoughtful. Be considerate. Sometimes people are where they are and they do things without giving much thought to another, but we all have an opportunity to think twice before we have a knee-jerk reaction. We can just take a step back because we don't always know what's happened to that person in their life that day so let's be kind to one another everything always works out in the end anyway and there are great 
things that we learn by paying attention to how we feel, by not always observing what is happening, what is being thrown at us with a lot of the negative media that comes on. You know, there are other things that are uplifting and joyful. So I invite you to try instead of what you normally do to try something a little different and see if that shifts your mood to a better place. Always going for a walk, going into nature helps you ground yourself again. Lie on the grass. It's amazing her energy. She's a very powerful, beautiful being. But it's Christmas time. It's here. And despite all the kerfuffle and hype around it all and rushing to shopping centers to do your shopping, at the end of the day, it's about sharing and giving the gift of the heart. Or just that small gesture. So this is what I've written, and it's called, Can I Ride in Your Sleigh, Santa? So I hope you enjoy. So sit back and relax. Take it nice and easy. Just breathe in. Get comfy and cozy. Can I ride in the sleigh, Santa? Well, hey there, Santa. How do you do? There you are, <laughs> in your big red velvet suit, all white fur-lined and fancy, your belly tucked in with that black belt and shiny gold buckle. Such a jolly fellow with a twinkle in your eye and red rose cheeks standing in your strong black leather boots. Your warm hat has the softest fur ball on the end. <laughs> and when you smile and chuckle with that ho, 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 it makes us feel special as we giggle with delight. So can I catch a ride with you, Santa? to travel all around the globe with all the reindeer pulling out front? Will I need a parachute in case I need to jump? Well, I could help out with handing presents and sliding down the smaller chimneys, you see, because I'd really love to spread some Christmas cheer. Will you invite me? So... We could find some peace, all of us, on this starry magic night. So I can bring some bright, happy smiles <laughs> to dance on people's faces as they sing with cheerful glee. Oh, please take me, Santa. I'd really like to do that. I'll be good, I promise. I'll listen to you too. You'll see. Why, it will be so much fun. I've never been up that high, and it's been a long time since I rode on a toboggan, and never ever on a sleigh that can fly. I would love a sleigh ride with you, Santa. I could help prepare the reindeer, you know, give them a carrot or two, maybe even three, and some golden oats too. It's really, uh, of course, all up to you. So what do you think, Santa? Could I come along this evening on this magical flight to help fulfill the dreams of children and their parents as they slumber this night? And with that, Santa put his finger to the side of his nose gave me a nod 
with a smile and a quick little wink. <laughs> Next thing I knew, I felt like there was magic tingling in my toes. There were sparkles and stars that started twirling around me, spiraling in a swirl, swooshing like a candy cane stripe. In the longest of streams I'd ever seen, I suddenly felt as light as a feather. Twas such a surprise, as then I began to rise off the ground. Ah, it started snowing. There were hundreds of delicate flakes with all different patterns. It was such a pretty sight. And one landed here on my face, right there on my nose. I laughed with excitement. I could hardly wait to get started. I thought for a moment, perhaps I should tell my mum and dad, as they will probably check in on me later tonight. I'll lay snuggled in bed. <laughs> pretending to sleep while dreaming of candy mmm and sugar plums ever so sweet but for now I must gather some cookies and a cold glass of milk put it out on the table as Santa will need them to keep up his strength he gives a rub of his tummy and that jolly belly laughs so I'll be ready then, Santa, as this is my very best chance and such a treat at long last. So proud to help deliver the message of goodwill and cheer. To every precious soul here on this beautiful earth, our planet, our home, it will stay with us forever, shared from Santa and me. To wish you all a very Merry Christmas with presents and gifts made from the love that they're given that comes from the heart. To wish you all the miracles you have asked for and prayers answered too with just a little patience and faith that they'll arrive soon. Keep your hope candle lit so it can burn brightly to bring the best you have and for the year ahead that you've asked for on this brightest night too. In a season like no other, these are my wishes for you. Now as I glance at the moon shining bright across snow-sparkling drifts, and the smell of pine trees that linger and the taste of sweetness on my lips. I can hear those sleigh bells jingling as they draw nearer, advancing towards me. I hear Santa's call as he whistles to his reindeer, all eight in their pairs led of course at the helm with his nose shining bright it's Rudolph <laughs> as he skillfully lands who nods as it's time for me to jump on board and soar up through the sky higher and higher to deliver some joy and the goodies you'll find there as we sail over houses in different lands of many places, all wrapped up with love, some ribbons and bows. There, just under your, your tree, or however you choose to share these gifts, however it goes. But whichever way you give, think outside of the box thoughtful, considerate, kind and true, be gentle 
and compassionate as we each try to. It makes a difference, really it does. In just one small thoughtful gesture, in one given moment, it will light up one heart to give them hope. If we could all just try it. So I am sending you joy with blessings to each one of you all. I'm happy to help Santa in whatever way that I can to bring a smile to your face and remember to do for others too. It's a wonderful time to give, even in a small way, that helps folks remember when things like this there are times when it can be a little bit tough but to know they are cared for they are remembered and they are loved to cherish each other your family and friends the pets you look after and your neighbors too and your community I shall bid you all good night, for it's time for this sleigh ride and me to start this magical flight. So to all of you, have a very merry Christmas with lots of joy and peace as we dash off with Santa. Bid you all a good night. So, sit quiet and reflect on those that you care about, and have a beautiful festive season to celebrate the joy of life new beginnings and what it is that you could create what have you brought to give to the world whatever it is you'd like to gift give it with joy and know that you will always be looked after and that you are all surrounded with great love. You just have to line up with it. (laughs) Align it in your heart. Find peace in your heart. When we all find that peace, that's when peace will really start. So many blessings. And let's enjoy some Christmas carols together this magical time. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, don't you think? It's beginning to look a lot like
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.